Hey Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I do hope you guys uh, had a good week. Mine was pretty good. Um, this week may actually, actually, first, it actually got rain yesterday for the first time in probably a month and a half, which is great. And it also made it a little bit humid, which actually helped us not to feel so dehydrated or at least dry. So that was great, too. However, this week, we're actually going to have three days where it's underneath 100 degrees, which is awesome. Even though it's still going to be hot, but still awesome. Anyway, um, so we've been talking about the Beatitudes. And this week, we're going to be going into Matthew 5.5, 5, which is meekness. And it states, blessed are the meek they shall inherit the earth and there's a couple things that i wanted to point out because there's a book that i got many years ago it was probably 2010 when i when i read it 2011 it's called humility true greatness and it's by uh, i believe he's a pastor cj maheny i i do not know how he is today however this book i have kept with me since then and i often kind of go back and and remembering it's about humility However, the parts I wanted to point out is that with meekness, meekness is about purposely or willingly lifting God above yourself. So in other words, we put ourselves in a humble position before God. And Mahani puts this as, as kind of a definition. Humility is honestly accessing ourselves in light of God's holiness and our sinfulness. That's the twin reality that all genuine humility is rooted in, God's holiness and our sinfulness. Without an honest awareness of both these realities, and we'll reflect on both later in the book, all self I can never say this correctly. Self-evaluation, there we go, will be skewed and will fail to either understand or practice true humility. We miss out on experiencing the promise and the pleasure that humility offers. That's why I wanted to direct you to God's help for evaluating your life honestly to understand whether you're growing in humility that draws his gaze and attracts more of his grace. And this you know, got me thinking about meekness. And understanding that we we got to put ourselves in a position where we're not escalating ourselves above God's glory. Because we know what it's like. We've seen people in our lives who praise themselves above many things. Who, and we're even, I'm like, it's not just unbelievers. These are Christians. Who will put themselves above others they will spiritually hold themselves above others and we've seen pastors and leaders who are looking for the fame because they want the recognition of people around them and to truly understand how we will inherit the earth how we will be able to live here in this time is that we better is to better understand that being meek doesn't mean you become passive or weak. Being meek is understanding the fearness of who God is. To honor God 
to seek him out. It's not putting what my humanity has accomplished above who God is to me and what the scriptures say. This is why it's very important to understand who God is so that you have a better understanding of how to live your life in God's you know, grace, God's love, God's will, God's plan for you. Another area to really consider on meekness is actually found in Romans 12, 3 through, three through 8. It says, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. And sober judgment, you know, they, they use that because being drunk, your mind is not sober. So you, when you make judgment calls or make decisions, you're not making it with a clear mind. So when they say sober minded or sober judgment is to be clear minded, each according to the measure of faith that he, that God has assigned for as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. And this is where I see a lot of the, like I call it, and I'll probably say this again, but self-righteousness. Because people look at themselves like, oh, well, look at my position in the church. Therefore, I'm at a higher position than the guy who takes out the trash or the lady who greets people at the door. You see, a lot of times what we do is we play that social class system, even in the church, even in our lives, you know, as men who are blessed with children. We have to be careful to not put ourselves in a position where we treat our kids as less as they are, but to treat them as men and women, preparing them to grow up to be godly men and women. So continuing on on this, um, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned for <clears throat> in one body, we have many members and many members do not all have the same function. So we, though many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy is in portion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, one who leads with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy and cheerfulness. Because you never know how that person who is greeting may impact somebody who's walking into the church or the ladies who create dinners to the family who's struggling or the $10 that you hand to someone after you heard they need some gas money. You see every act and every opportunity and every open door, every, every moment where we are given a different task of the body as a purpose. So don't look at it like, well, you know, all I do is pray. Great. We're supposed to be praying. However, I do think there is people who I would say are considered prayer warriors. Well, you know, all I do is, you know, I, I, I put the chairs away. Well, that's okay. You're serving. You see, every moment, every opportunity, 
that we have outside the church also matters. You as an individual has a job at a place that maybe not everyone else will also get to talk to those people or meet those people. That's your part. You're the light. So shine. You see, the one thing about meekness versus self-righteousness and hypocrisy is just the one thing I notice is that many people who lean into the self-righteous and hypocrisy want one thing, to be noticed and praised by others. You see, both of these are part of that piece of pride. And I'll be honest with you, all of us struggle with pride. All of us have an issue with pride. Another little section he has in his book, he states, the real issue here is not if pride exists in your heart. It's where pride exists and how pride is being expressed in your life. Scripture shows us that pride is strongly and dangerously rooted in all of our lives. For far more than most of us care to admit or even think about. You see... The idea of self-righteousness and, and hypocrisy, we often start thinking like the Pharisees. And what we don't realize is that because of the pride that it, it like we, this is a battle. This is going to be a battle. Meekness is a battle. You know, a lot of us are like, oh, I am meek. But I'll be honest with you. I think we struggle with our pride of wanting to be noticed. And that reason why I say it is because I struggle with it. And I know other people struggle with it. And the idea of being meek, we want to be that. We will say it out loud with our words, with our mouth. However, we don't necessarily act on meekness in every aspect of our life. This is why it could kind of slip in or, or like get itself into our life and self-righteousness and hypocrisy can come out. Like it's great when you grow in your faith. It's great that you learn all about God and you're studying God's word. And you're spending time in prayer. The thing is you're, you're doing it because you want to glorify God. You want to know God and you want to do it for God. But a lot of people that fall into this trap of self-righteousness and hypocrisy they do it because they want to hide their sins and their past and their issues and their battles, or they do it because they want people to notice how great they are. It's it's kind of like a two-folded uh, piece of paper where one side is one color, the other is another color, but yet they're on the same piece of paper of pride. Because the thing is, we miss out on God's blessings and open doors and opportunities because we're so focused on being noticed by others. We're so focused and people going, oh, you did such an amazing job. Oh, how great you are. And we want that because there, there might be past issues. There might be times where we were mistreated or it's just, you know, we just want to kind of be noticed. And I would have to say it is hard to recognize that. However, 
I would say is if you are seeking out God, you are spending time in his word, you are studying the scriptures, you are obeying what it's what is being taught. You are you're you're going in your day every day seeking out him. That is what meekness will be. Our culture teaches us humanism is what needs to be glorified. Scripture teaches us God is what needs to be glorified. I'm going to take a quick break right here, and then we'll continue in a moment. So as we continue, we can go to, let's see. We're going to go to Romans 12, and we're going to go to verse 3. Um, a lot of times, you know, people always like to use uh, the section of one and two, but we're going to go to three through seven. Okay. Again, sorry. Let me rephrase this. We're going to go back to to that section because at the end, there is some parts that we have to understand. So you have the gifts, right? There's people that are going to have different responsibilities. If we go back to one and two, because we know the importance of Romans one and two, we've we probably used it many times over in the church. But to understand three through seven, we have to understand verses one and two. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present our bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, and what is acceptable, and what is perfect. So that when we go to verse 3 through 7, we can understand the purpose that each one of us is a living sacrifice for God. And because, like I've been saying, you focus on God's word, you're praying, you are obeying, loving God, and serving him, then you're going to have a better understanding of how you're living your life as a sacrifice that is holy and acceptable. And the key thing that's different is, like I said, the world's perspective of humankind is humanism, glorifying the human achievement, technology, and superiority over everything. Because there is no God. So we glorify ourselves. And that's why we see such a huge caste system in our cultures. People who have money seem to have more power. People who have power have lots of power. People who are well-noticed, who have better charisma. You know, they're, they're, people want to follow them. They like them because they, there's that connectivity. And because of that, when you have someone who may not have the high charisma, someone who may not be as good looking in appearance, because we do see that appearances do make matter in some sense to people, you know, if attractive guy or attractive woman versus a guy who's not attractive or a woman is not as attractive, most people will lean over and listen to that, the attractive side. Hence why we have, you know, and we, if any of you remember in high school, middle school, there was that cast system there. The good looking sports jock and the good looking cheerleader girl, they're always the ones together. Why? Because people look to them. And so they 
want to be like them. They want to be them. You see, this is why when we put ourselves in a meek position, being meekful, showing meekness, we're bowing before God. And we're giving up that humanity's desire of what we what what is glorified in humans. And we recognize how we're supposed to fear God. We're supposed to allow, as Paul states, ask to change our minds. Because remember, we talked about repenting last week, which is changing of mind, because we want to allow God to change us from our heart, from how we live, how we act, how we, how we present ourselves, because we're allowing him inside. We're removing that pride. We're removing the hypocrisy and self-righteousness because we want God to show us how to live a life for him. And guess what? It isn't going to look like the world's perspective. So if you're living or if you are following people that are showing a very worldly perspective of how to live, then you're not really following God. You're following them. However, I'm going to clarify this. You know, people always go, oh, so it means that, you know, Christians aren't supposed to have fun. Christians aren't supposed to have money. Christians aren't supposed to go on vacations and do things and get hobbies. No, that's not what that means. It means that every perspective and anything that you do or whatever your interests or how you make money, you honor God in it. You put him first in it. You you bring the light into it. You are a, a billionaire CEO of a company that you started from the ground up, you show the love of Christ to every member of your, of your business. You put men with integrity and character in leadership positions. You put women in with character and leadership positions. You don't put criminals that still are living that life want to live that life and it does, I don't mean they have to be legit criminal but you know I'm talking about people who don't have good integrity people who may be great at business but man they treat people like crap like that you are in that responsible position to take care of those people that are, are like below them and everything else use your money wisely vice versa you may be poor don't have lots of money you still do the same thing. You don't go, oh, it's not fair. God didn't give me it. No, no, no. It's not how it works. Wherever you're at, God has placed you there for a reason and a purpose. Humble yourself. Let him show you what he, what he wants to show you and how he wants to use you there. Because there is a purpose. You see, the reason why it states... Or they will inherit the earth is not because they're going to take control of it. It's because the way they're going to live is going to make a difference. They're going to help people. They're probably more willing to serve others. They're probably going to love them with the love of Christ. I mean, we always love, I don't know if you ever watched that show, um, Undercover Boss. 
But the best moments were when the undercover boss saw how cruel people were being treated. Or saw how great this manager was in this one place. And they gave them tons of money, better job, higher pay, better position, paid for their schooling, paid for their kids' stuff, medical. Like, seeing that undercover boss be reminded, it, it like, broke, you know, made us cry. It made us be like, wow, you know, like, I, you know, I want to be like that. I want to notice that. You see, that's what it means. He humbled himself to go back into a position but was able to bless others because he stopped living where he was at to come down to recognize. So wherever you're at, pay attention around you. you now God has a plan for you to be here on earth for the time that he has you being on this earth. Don't waste it with, you know, uh, my life is unfair or things aren't working out. You know, I'm stuck in the same job I've been stuck at. Ask him. Speak to him. You know, Lord, I've been here 25 years. I feel like I don't want to retire. I, I don't feel like I've done anything. And ask him, what can I do next? There's something else you want me to do. You know, I'm been out of college for a couple years and I've, I'm still working at Joe Blue's hardware store and nothing is happening Lord I, I, is anything going to happen? Ask you see I worked a lot of part time jobs and jobs I never would want to work at before I got my first ministry job before this situation even now and God showed me the one thing after I became meek. I had to learn to humble myself. Because um, I feel like I might have gotten a little bit prideful because I, I just felt like I was better than where I was at. And in some ways, I wasn't necessarily wrong. However, I was looking at it from a human perspective and not God's perspective. And I remember working at Sears the first time. And I was just like, Lord, you know, I, I got this drafting degree. I was hoping to start doing something really cool. Nothing's happening. And, you know, I'm working at Sears. I don't want to be here. And yet God, you know, asked me, well, why do you think I have you there? And, you know, at first I was like, I don't know. But then he started kind of revealing. He showed me. Uh, as opportunities started coming up, I noticed that there was people that were having issues. People that were struggling. People who needed prayer. People who needed encouragement. People who needed to know that there is a God that loves them. And even the second time when I worked at the same store, years later, same thing. And every job that I had between that, same thing. And every job I had after that, same thing. You see, God was teaching me that ministering people, ministering to people, may not always look amazing. And I didn't mean that none of these people were not amazing. I'm talking about 
Sometimes you're going to be placed in positions where you don't realize that God needs you there to be a light and salt and someone who can hold up to truth while being there. You see, Matthew 6, 2, it was, a, it, it was more about the idea of helping the needy and and verse 2, though, is the area I wanted to focus on real quick. It says, Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you. In other words, don't be like, Here, you go, homeless person. I have a sandwich for you. And you're trying to get people to notice that you're helping somebody. He goes, As the hypocrites do in the synagogues in the, and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So the mindset we're supposed to have is you, you see a homeless guy, you get a sandwich, you give it to him. It's not for recognition. You're doing it because you want to show Jesus's love to them. You fear God more than you fear men, which is another verse that Paul does, you know, that Paul writes as well. It's not that you don't obey the rules and regulations and authorities that are placed above us, what it means is you're doing it because you're not looking to be praised by all the people of the world. You're looking to honor and praise God in everything that you do in life. That's why the song Jesus Only by Casting Crowns, like we seek out the American dream. We seek out to be recognized, which is another song by Casting Crowns, American Dream. We're always trying to better ourselves which is great and all however you make sure you do it because you're humbling wanting to honor god above all you're putting him first you're glorifying his name you're honoring who he is in everything you do and everything that you say hypocrite wants to be noticed why? Because he wants to look like the part. He wants to look like he or she is the bomb, is the, the Christian person to live by. But inside, they're, they're accursed and broken, and, and they live in their, this false idea, like false world that they live in. They're, they're in their sin. And, and they're, like I said, I've seen people who live like that, where they wear the suit and tie and have the Bible at church, but when, when they go home, they're not the same. You're basically living a lie. But I do want to say this. I do want to say this. What this all means is if, if you sing a song at church and you are fantastic and someone comes up to you and says, man, you did an amazing job with that song. It does not mean you don't accept the praise. You can say, oh no, it was, it was all God. It's fine to say like that. But who gave you that gift? God did. And God is using you to reach out to others. And sometimes when they come to say that, they're not glorifying you above God. I gave you something, use it. And I also think 
any gift or hobby or you know something that you do someone lets you, you know they notice that you gave that person a sandwich and they said man that was really nice of you don't be like oh no please don't god's not gonna take away like he's not gonna not bless you or honor you for what you did he's not gonna do that the difference is you weren't trying to gain it because you wanted the praise but you can say stuff, you know, like there's times where I feel like the Holy Spirit asks me to do something and I do it and someone's, oh, that's really nice. I mean, I, I, I've, I've used the statement, well, I'm just obeying the Holy Spirit, you know, if, especially if it is the Holy Spirit leading, you know, leading you. But there's times where like I do kind things, you know, for my wife, it's not because the Holy Spirit's kicking me to do it. It's because I do it because I love her and I'm just showing love, right? So do that for your family and your wives because there is things i will say this if you especially if you're in management leadership pastor um even a husband let people know that you care about them encourage them let them know that they've done something amazing done something well rejoice in their accomplishments rejoice in their accomplishments you know, especially at, like I'm telling you, if you are a dad, especially your kids, encourage them, help them, you know, to know that they did something good because you remember you're training them up to be men and women of God. And they need to know that, Hey, how you handle that with your friend, that was very wise of you. Oh, you know, I'm sorry that you and your girlfriend broke up, but I, I'm grateful on how you broke up with her. No, that was really nice of you to hold the door for the you know the older lady you know for her to get into the store or church or house or whatever see the thing is make sure you let people know that because it's not to glorify them but it's to let them know that what they're doing is honorable it's good character is of good integrity and if you're teaching your kids to love god first you want them to be doing it out in public the right things doing the things that are honoring to god and respecting to you so let them know that have you ever thanked your parents if you had parents that encouraged you to do the right thing for god and to walk the right path did you thank them you know friends and family that are close to you pastors you know a lot of pastors they teach a lot and they let people know about a lot of things and they train people and disciple them sometimes they kind of get forgotten and they never get thanked never get that hug they never get that letter they never uh get get noticed in that sense for the appreciation of the time that they have given to you and the time that they prayed with you and time that they talked with you you know let them know you know when i was in high school and you were my youth pastor. I know I just want to thank you for all the stuff that you taught me. They may need to hear it. You know, so all this together with meekness. Meekness is straight up. You're putting yourselves below God. And you're raising God above you. It's humility. It's living a, a, a life that's honoring, serving, obeying, and loving our God.
not putting it, putting us in that pedestal to be glorified. We're putting God in that pedestal to be glorified. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you bless this. You allow this podcast to reach out to people. You allow them to be transformed. I, I do ask, Lord, that we continue to live our life in understanding of repentance, being willing to be changed, like what we'll be willing our minds to be changed, so that you may change our hearts, that you may change our direction, that you may change our purpose from being what we think it needs to be to being what you think it needs to be. Help us to be meek, Lord. I mean, we're going to be battling pride in every aspect, and we need to learn to humble ourselves to you in obedience and honoring you, trusting you, following you, and loving you. I pray that you help the guys this week if they have been struggling understanding the difference between like self-righteousness, hypocrisy, and pride versus being humble and meek, that this will be a help. I also pray that you help us to also let others know that might be underneath us, whether, like in my case, a gaming community or a church, or some people might be managers at a job, or even if we're just regular... You know workers working with other people just to encourage them to let them know that hey you know you did a great job today at work you know anything that can be a blessing to them I ask that you remind us to do that more often i pray this in jesus name amen you guys have a great week and i will see you next time god bless <laughs>